Pit Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. Mikhail. My name is Marissa Mikhail, and we're here to discuss episode 9, season 3, about last night. See? Was that so hard? Yes. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to whistle that while you were doing that. And I am Victor Miguel, and like Marissa said, we're here with episode 9. So one of the uh, rarer times, that's not the right word, what am I looking for? Um, So this season we tried binging episodes and going back. Yeah. This time, Thanksgiving morning, happy belated Thanksgiving even though... Happy Thanksgiving! Well, I guess now it's closer to Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh. Um... We literally just finished watching the episode about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Put up our mics and... Didn't even say a word to each it, other. Like usual. Right. So, um, before we get to your primer thoughts, I teased something last episode, and I think you know about this already, uh, that there was a crazy story from episode eight. Yes. The damage a man can Thank do. Thank you, Janet. And then literally the damage Jimmy Smith did. Yes. Um, so in the kill scene last episode, in episode eight, if you remember, that's where they get um, this Billy Fleeter and it's the first time Dexter lets Miguel kill someone. Um, Jimmy Smith, and I don't even understand why there's a real knife on set. Right, yeah. <laughs> Literally stabbed the actor playing Billy Fleeter. Um, who was it here? Jeff Chase. Oh, it says almost skewered the stuntman with a real knife. I guess as he was going to take, uh, as he was going to stab him in the sh- the scene, like Dex- Michael C. Hall saw that it was a real knife. Imagine if not, he could have killed him. No, that's on, nuts on site. Um, but yeah, that's just crazy. Totally so, crazy. And there's, and again, I, I I may have said this already on the podcast. There is a scene, or it happened in real life. Michael C. Hall crashed the slice of lifeboat mm-hmm. and i can never find out what episode it is um and if you notice dexter is only on the boat on the ocean of only it's only i mean i think it's only been like three times thus right. far in the show but over the course of the thing i think it's less than 10 times he's actually on the boat wow because they reuse footage sometimes um but i would love to know what's the scene where he crashed he accidentally like you know he accidentally crashed the boat yeah you brought it up before but i you know we said it god i would just love to find out um that um do you know what phase we're in phase one wrong why this is phase three (sighs) we're in the final phase of the season how don't you know this so then what phase are we going to be in next episode we're still in phase three all right if you haven't caught on yet marissa the season's 12 episodes long Okay. Episodes I got it. one through four. I got it. Episodes one through four. Yep. One. What one? Phase one. Nice. Episodes five through eight. Phase two. Episodes nine through twelve. Phase three. Damn. That's why I'm gonna marry you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we see this episode very explicitly. What happened to Ellen Wolf yes. and Anton? So if you want to give me uh, some paint and primers. Um, I'm glad that Anton didn't die. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm glad that Ellen Wolf did die because mm-hmm. I'm not, but I'm glad that that, that kind of the ending of last episode wasn't like a teaser or wasn't like a lie. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm, I'm kind of glad that it actually like came to fruition and, um, it just, you know, everything at the end of the episode just makes you think like, man, like how calculated is Miguel? And I don't know if this is true or not, but it's like the whole season three that we've been talking, we've been saying, how does Miguel not piece together that he's the Bay Harbor Butcher? But maybe he does, and that's why he's using Dexter. I don't know. There, there's there's something, I, I I think I bring it up in my notes a few times, and now that you brought it up already, and I guess it's not something we could I want to discuss until the end, but if you remember last episode, I was kind of like trying to be like, hey... Like, can't you see how much Miguel just is using Dexter and like you weren't fully grasping it? Yeah, but I, I, I know you didn't see this episode. Yeah. You still don't think Miguel used Dexter? No, oh. now I definitely do. But I right. think that last episode you set it up 
And there was like no inclination last episode, especially from like a first time watcher to think that. I guess I just meant... This episode for sure, definitely. I guess why I thought you would have caught on last episode because like legit after they they, they kill this Billy Fleeter and Dexter shows him everything... He goes, we just see him go show up to Ellen Wolf's. Yeah, but I mean... So it's just kind of like, oh, now that I see it, now I'm going to run with but it. But I bet you, your first time watching it, you didn't think that. No, but just kind of like, wow. This that, episode, definitely, I agree right, with you. Right. Totally, but... Uh, to get into the episode, uh, this episode starts out if the show Dexter was literally like a sitcom. Yeah, like right? Modern Family or, like you know, yeah. Could, if you put the intro theme song over this... Right. Like, you know, the Morgans, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my wife to be and has, my like, stepchildren to be even has the food the knife like you know he totally it's like dexter was a suburban dad yeah. you know um even like the clothes he has out on his so bed and funny. everything um and it, so you know the episode kind of starts out like sill shows up and if you remember last episode i was like god how absurdly late is dexter showing up yeah you know because the earliest the kill could have started because they caught billy fleeter at night was like 7 p.m um so from the Dexter books, and our friend Zach sent sent me this. Dexter's whole routine takes about eight hours. Okay, chop, wow. From kill Jeez. to chop up, and he says it in the books. Like yeah, my, my, my routine takes eight hours, which means if they started at eight p.m., there's no way Dexter would be home at twelve. Well, he got home at four a.m. Right. If you put the eight hours, I'm, let's chop off two hours because he had help. Right. <laughs> it's still like you know. Yeah. Um, and Miguel had just gotten home at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. right? Or 6 a.m., Something whatever like that, it is yeah. here. Um, but Miguel showing up so late, Sill obviously thinks it's an affair. But Dexter kind of knows something else is going on. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts at this point? Because, again, the last episode ended with Miguel showing up to Ellen Right. Wolf. So I think at this point, I thought, okay, not that I, again, not that I doubted that Ellen Wolf, that he was going to kill Ellen Wolf, but this kind of was like, okay, so he did it. Like, this was kind of like in my head, like, he definitely did it. Mm-hmm. Well, the episode kind of toys with you and not letting you 100% know up until, you know, we see Ellen Wolf in the, in the grave, you know? Yeah, but I think definitely killed right, her. Right, right. Um, so Dexter shows up to Miguel's and Miguel is kind of like when your dog poops. Oh my God. Miguel's like splutin this whole episode. Yeah. yeah. If you don't think that's a real word, if you Google dog splutin. It's the cutest thing. It's my favorite thing the dog does. Our, uh, our dog splutes right after he poops. All the time. And it's just like super relaxed mode. Yeah. I feel like that's Miguel up until, you know, up until the cemetery, but if you look at Miguel, I just feel like he's so like, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, you would never think that him and Syl just had like a huge blowout. I probably don't even think they had a huge blowout. He's probably you don't just, think so? I probably just showed up and was like, where the hell were you? And he was like, hey, coño, manasita. I she guess. probably just left. You know, Audrey, they ran, she ran straight to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even if they did have a big blowout, you know, also, and it's something we could, I have this later on in the episode, right? But let's chalk Dexter up to being a psychopath sociopath and the idea where he doesn't you know he could do these eight hour things and go to work the next day and looks looks the way he does yeah how is miguel i know because let's let's put this at eight eight thirty nine a.m this guy had an hour of sleep and he looks amazing right you know? and he's also on his way to court so it's actually probably even earlier right you right. know like yeah no um, i know but i love here when dexter's like hey you got to work on your alibi Sil is just like you just got home and he's like, oh, con your I know. <laughs> um, so they said he was mentioned that he was at Jack's hideaway. And all we have in Miami is Ted's hideaway. There's yeah, no like, Jack's that's hideaway. That's um, Anything on how Miguel just sort of straight up lies? No, I think that this... Um, I, I, I definitely had in my notes that after Sill says um, Miguel got home an hour ago. I I had in my notes that he definitely killed Ellen Wolf. Mm-hmm. But then after this scene, he, knowing that Jack's Hideaway closes at two, and Miguel came home so much later, right? The, and and you know Miguel saying, "Oh, I just walked outside, and the sun was coming up, and you know I I just lost track of time, whatever." Uh, yeah, Conyo. Um, <laughs> that you know clearly, then that's just like another layer of like, yep, definitely killed Ellen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what was I gonna say here? I already forgot. 
All right, I guess we, we'll do the Anton stuff this episode. Okay. Um, and we'll do the second half with Dexter and Miguel. Um, Miami Metro is all at Anton's because Anton has gone missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, up in, well, I guess didn't really give you much wiggle room to see if he's dead or not. I'm pretty sure you had Anton as dead last episode. Prediction. Um... I don't remember totally. Um, I yeah, know. I, I think you said Anton's dead. I know. I hope he didn't die. Right. Yeah. I like yeah. him, but yeah. Um, and then we kind of see he got got at the garbage. Yeah. That's where the Skinner picked him up. Um, and like you know, like I said, they don't give you much wiggle room because the next scene you find out mm-hmm. that this George King is the Skinner. Um, thoughts at this point. Uh, thoughts at the point that we know George King is the Skinner. Yeah. Uh. So my first thought is he's he's pretty small, <laughs> yeah. To be the Skinner, um, yeah. just just thought that was kind of funny. Um, also, like he, I don't think he. It's not that he doesn't play a bad guy well. Mm-hmm. Like he's creepy, he creeps me out, whatever. But I just feel like he's not your typical bad guy well he's unassuming yeah that uh, yeah it's almost the like word. dexter in a way because dexter you would never think he has these crazy you know yeah uh excuse me one second as i cough <coughs> um but to your point and it's kind of like it, it, this is maybe one of the first times i ever th- think thunk this um and as again it happens as you as you have to analyze every episode how much money does Freebo owe this guy right. that he's just killing yeah. this many people? Yeah. Like he could have extorted money from all these people. We kind of get the reveal, right? That like it's about like respect. Yeah. And that's and all that. But it's like, what is killing this ancillary? Think I about know. how many steps away Anton is from Freebo. Yeah. The only thing I will say, and I don't even know if this connects, but it kind of connects in my head. You know how um, with like, the unfortunate real life circumstances of killers or shooters or anything like that, how a lot of um, the news don't like to use their names anymore because yeah. it kind of it kind of gives them like notoriety. Exactly. Yeah. That maybe that's kind of where he's going with it. Like he's getting respect by killing off these people. But no one knows it's him. I guess. Yeah. You I don't know. know. I, mean? I don't know. In my head, it kind of made sense. But yeah, I, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in saying that. Uh, I just think I like think, almost just like I will gain my respect by doing this because it's not about money. It's about. Right. And I guess what I and, and like you're right in saying that minus it's not like and I'm using quotes here. The streets are like, oh, my God, George King is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like who the hell's taking out all these yeah. people. But it's also like the Skinner is a bad motherfucker. So yeah, you know you could. I I don't know. It just it kind of made sense in no, my no, head. You're, you're, you know, no, you're 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 a thousand percent right in that. Um, it's just, I mean, he's killed about what four people already. Mm-hmm. If you count Javier, um, Wendell, Wendell, that prostitute, yeah. which I don't think was connected to him. Um, Tegan. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if that was right. I'm not sure if that was. Con- oh no, that 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 random case at the sheriff's office. Um, and then now tried to kill Anton. Um. Yeah, you could just have been like, "Give me your ATM card," like, right? You know? And he got it. He says it's about respect. I don't know. It's just kind of whatever. But you know, also the idea. Um, if you we see this episode and we've seen it remain uh, up to this point, how big Anton is? Yeah. You know, even Wendell. Uh, Wendell was sure. like a pretty big kid, and also if he was like the doorman for Freebo, who right. was this huge guy, then like. You have to have some tricks up your sleeve, right? You know, but let's like I'm with you, yes, and that adds to my my point here of like, like how and again I get George King getting at Anton out of nowhere, the whole trim trees thing, but it's like, yo, Anton is a big dude, yeah, yeah, and you and it's not he's just kind of like big and that's it. You see here, dude has like a six pack, yeah, and he's just he's massive compared to George, right, King. right. Um, I also loved really off topic, but in the George King, I guess you could say like kill room type thing i love all the trees <laughs> like and i oh, know yeah, 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 and i know yeah. like the whole like tree trimming thing we just have to go with it we just have to follow the code go with it it's that's what you know that's what's anchoring all of these stories together but i definitely love like how in his kill room uh you know so to say that all those trees and stuff it just right, like kind of right. made me laugh yeah uh I, I guess what they're going for and what they kind of were teasing the whole season is just like 
you know, you, you just hear the word the Skinner and you just think this big mm-hmm. guy who just loves skin and it's just like, uh, it's kind of just for respect then. Yeah. This guy's 150 pounds soaking wet. You yeah. Know? Um, so they show up at George King's house um, and Deb literally moments after being told show restraint shows no restraint. Yeah. <laughs> goes into this shed. Um, but like she totally could have like jeopardized the entire case. Right. Yeah. Like by doing this, you know, and we obviously see like George King isn't that stupid where he would have him in his own backyard right. where he lives, you know. Um, so George King shows up to his own house. And I feel like when George King shows up, he's definitely more defensive than he was like in the station. In the station, I feel like he was very like playing by the books and yeah. you know super nice and and then when they when they show up at his house and obviously you know they're at his house now it's going to be a different circumstance right but when they're at his house like he definitely seems like a little bit more sarcastic a little bit more like snarky you yeah. know um yeah i i think is the whole idea of like i don't know i i know me as a viewer i got a little bit different of a uh what's the word an angle i had on him changed when he's like that's right. You can only hold me questioning for the day. It's like, oh, he knows his stuff. Like, he knows mm-hmm. what, you know. Um, but, like, when he's at the station, you know, they sort of question him. And he's like, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Thank you, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Whatever. All this respecting. And apparently, it's in his character that respect is a big thing. Yeah, but um, it almost is, like, overboard, though, at the station, you know? Sure. And I think sure. it was, like, kind of supposed to be a little bit, right. you know? But but then, like, all of a sudden, Dexter becomes this, like, serial killer whisperer. Like, he likes respect. Yeah, yeah. Why does Dexter have? I know the 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 touches on all of the. You know, it sounds like we're bashing this episode, and up to this point, we definitely are. But I did think it was a good. I thought it was a good episode too. It was like fast paced. Yeah, Yeah. I I love the moments. There's 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 a moment in this episode where it's like, wow, that's. I probably say this every season. It's almost like it's when they like tie everything together. Right, everything hits at one point. Um. But thus far out of the two seasons, right? Season one, Ice Truck Killer, season two, Behar Butcher, and this, it's definitely like third, right? If you're ranking yeah. them, like the yeah. Skinner and whole, you right? Know, um, but I think that the bigger interest is in Miguel, right? Sure. Um, so, all right, so we see uh, Dexter is a serial killer whisperer, and Deb goes all crazy on George King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had it in my notes up until this point. Well, up to this point, you this was the biggest gasp from you. <laughs> but she just goes, you know, yeah. nuts on him. And she doesn't really do anything. She just yeah. throws him to the ground. Um, you know, Quinn grabs Deb and they come back outside. And, like, I think it's the first time we see both regret from Quinn and Deb. Yeah. Just sort of like, how could they let this get to this point where, you know, dude Anton is missing. Yeah, I thought it was pretty messed up, though, when Quinn said, you know, um, you should have made him have a protective right. cover on him or whatever. Um, you know, it's like, well, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Like, sure, sure, I guess she should have, you know, but like, you know how much she's kind of going nuts over this because she can't find him. Like, why are you saying that now? Like, that's that's not going to make it feel any better. And I don't know if he just said it kind of in the moment of things like he didn't really mean to say it. He didn't really mean to say what he was saying, if that makes sense, that he just kind of said it in the moment. Yeah. But um, I, I thought that that wasn't really cool because like it's kind of like one of those things like don't make her feel bad that this whole thing happened. Like he's not even a real CI because of you, you know, I, I would also say like he kind of has a point where it's just kind of like, you know, if you weren't sleeping with the guy, you probably would have had a much bigger, clearer head on well, all yeah. of it, you know, um. But that's why I'm saying like Quinn has regrets. Like you're right. Like I I used him. Yeah. You know we're we're kind of, you know, we we did the wrong things. And Anton is gets the 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 whiplash right. for it. You know, which kind of really stinks. Um, just I know you know I know we have a lot of Dexter and Miguel stuff to get to, but to stick with the Skinner storyline of sorts, um, Miguel comes in to see if they're going to prosecute George King, um, and since they can't close the deal. Miguel can't. Um, Deb and Quinn finally do something smart. Did you get what they did? 
when they released Mario. They like set him up to think that the Skinner was there so that the Skinner okay, was so going to get his yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see they pay these guys to trim trees to kind of make Mario talk. Yeah. Um, and again, I thought that this was well played and I thought it was good. So I'm definitely not making fun of it. But the trim trees thing is just so funny. Like as he's like walking and like they're crunching and he's just like, <gasps> you know, like it's just like it's like and, and you know, and I'm into it. Like it's not that I'm not, you know, like I'm following along. I'm into it. But it's just like it's definitely funny of like that's, you know. It's good, and it's like we've been saying, like, this season is the closest to reality. Yeah. But then it's so funny because while this season is closest to reality, it's also the furthest. Right, You right. know what I mean? It's like yeah. they, they're almost so far apart. They're so close. It's just like, oh, my God, trim trees. And it's like... <laughs> like, I'm definitely going along for the ride, but it's just well, it's making thought, me laugh a little bit. But I thought he knew that George King was also in the station. He did. That's why he said, like, you told George King I spilled. And then Deb was like, no, I, we didn't tell him that you spilled. We just, we, he knew that you were in the station with him. And he knew that you oh, were in, like, the okay, other holding okay. cell, you know? <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, the trim trees thing is, is that's him spying on you. Me familia. Me familia. I know, this poor guy. Is, yeah. But maybe he is a great actor, but in this show, they, it, you know, yeah. it's terrible. Um. You know what, too? It's like to stay in the station that entire time, to just have that, like, that's how right. you get, like, it's like, well, just, just, just fucking told him from the start, yeah. you know? Um, and we learn of this other building George King has, and again, um, <laughs> so, like, right, we find about this other building, and the scene sort of cuts to George King. We're talking moments from being released. Yeah. Goes right to, yeah. <laughs> right to where, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and I know it's like, you know, if you release a, if the, if there's a prison outbreak, the houses closest to the prison are not dangerous. Right. You know, like no one's going to leave and sit right there in your backyard. Um, yeah, just really silly. Um, and we'll get, we'll get into the, the end of the episode of how that sort of plays out. Um, well, we kind of finished the Skinner storyline. Do you have any more other, any more on that? No. Because we're sort of short for part one here. Um, I guess I'll sort of pad this stuff up with the little, the, the scene of Batista and Vagina, uh, Gianna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm sick. Um, I mean, there's really nothing to no, talk about. Nothing. But it's I'm glad they're still together, you know? Yeah. Um, Sure. No, nothing to talk about there. Uh, God, is this gonna be a super short podcast? Why don't Why don't we finish the Skinner stuff? What else is there? At the end, when they go ahead, when they get Anton. Okay, go ahead. Take we're take not it gonna, away. We're just not gonna talk about that. Go ahead. Keep going. No. What do you mean? What else do you want to talk about? It then. When I say, what else do you want well, to talk get, about? Well, they save Anton. Okay. And Anton's still alive. And then they call the cops. And you call Deb. What did I call her? Stage five Klinger. Oh my God, I did. Because <laughs> she said, you can't get away from me that easily. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's kind of scary. God, I had my, 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 my few moments of sweet Right, I you, know. Like, sweet peace. <laughs> Getting cut up. Um, you, you found the Skinner skinned disgusting. Yeah. Really gross. Um, that skin would be so infected. Ew. It would not look like that at all. There's no way alive. Because once you're dead, it's like that's a completely different thing. Yeah. You get like necrosis. But alive skin, you have so much bacteria and so pus gross. and infections all up in that, you know. And such clean cuts. I don't know. It's, well, he's a tree trimmer. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I just realized there's such a plot hole with this with next season. Uh, so, yes, the Deb and Quinn show up and we sort of find out. Yeah, Anton's still alive. Yep, Anton. Yep. Uh, did you think he was going to die during the episode? I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that he didn't. And now I guess he could testify that it was for sure George King that mm-hmm. did all that to him. And I'm sure that they have, you know, all the evidence and stuff with George King's fingerprints and all that all mm-hmm. over it. Um, so now it's just a matter of time of getting George King. But... Um, there's a moment, and I have this in Dexter and Miguel storyline, but since we're with the Skinner stuff, there's a moment where this Skinner's coming out, you know, he's getting released and Dexter's walking in and Dexter's like, huh, I'll 
can't wait to meet you again yeah or whatever um i don't know just the idea of like i mean if you had to predict how the season ends that this season two seasons now and we're in the third but you know it's kind of like the way superhero movies are it's like you know batman wins in the end yeah you know iron man wins so like you kind of do you know or do you think by you know by the the last moments of season 12 season three um episode 12 that dexter kills the skinner um i guess i thought that at that moment when the skinner was walking out and dexter was walking in that dexter Mm -hmm. would probably get the skinner but then after quinn and deb found anton Mm -hmm. i guess i'm thinking now that the cops are gonna get him Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i figure because now they have like enough on him yeah so um, I, I feel like I don't think Dexter's going to kill him. I think that the cops are going to get him, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Any thoughts on Miguel talking to the Skinner? Well, I think that Miguel wants to kill him also. So I had I had also in my notes that while Dexter says, oh, I can't wait to see you again, it's going to be like a race of who gets to him first, either Dexter or Miguel. <laughs> but then um, when the cops come, then I, I, I would hope that the cops just get him. But I guess, yeah, we don't know until next episode. Yeah, no, we don't know. And I... You know, I didn't even think about Dexter versus Miguel to get the Skinner. Um, But I guess it's a lot more to talk about. Like, is Miguel doing this for justice? Like, versus like what the way Dex does it, you know? Right, right. Um, Well, I don't think so. Because again, Dexter says, you know, Ellen Wolf was innocent. Right. But like, they both have different ideas of what justice and revenge and... Right. But I think that like... is. I guess, yeah. You know? um, I don't... He doesn't seem to be as, what's the word? Miguel's like a lot more personal, mm-hmm. whereas Dexter, most of these cases are not connected to him at sure, all. Sure, yeah. I'm trying to think of any that directly affect him. Right. I guess the uh, the guy early in the season who was taking pictures of Aster. Um, so it's just kind of like... Yeah, I didn't think about that, like, but I you guess know, you're Miguel, right. Um, Miguel doesn't give a shit about all these other people who've been skinned, but... You know, Ellen Wolf. Yeah. That was, like Miguel said, fucking with my life, you know? Yeah. Um, let's... Break. And now Dexter freaking the fuck out. And we're back. And we're back. Copycat. Copycat. Your Thanksgiving plate. Yeah. Is it one big mishmash? You no. throw everything on, everything just slopped on there, or is everything neatly sequestered? Um, so it's not sequestered either. They can be touching, but it's neat. Unlike Yours. your drawers and your No, unlike your plate. Yeah, my plate is just yeah. Let's let's have it let's have a, a eight some. Let's, and ate some. Yeah, we're throwing this all together. Get it? Also, like eight. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, look at yeah. that! Double, double the meaning, double the fun. Um, and your favorite Thanksgiving item? Oh, oh my god! Um, come on, maybe stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? Stuffing. You oh, know come stuffing. on! No, you know this. Yeah, maybe stuffing. Just because yeah. you never have it any other time. It's so funny you don't. And it's like, it's so good that I think every year I'm like, why don't I make this as a side? I tell you, every single Thanksgiving, probably since I know like how easy it is to make a turkey, I was like, why don't I do this in like May? Yeah. Or like March. It's just like, it's such a, you know. Yeah. Um, I lived in New York for majority of my life and I always used to say that they be, the day before Thanksgiving was my favorite day. I moved here to South Florida, and it's funny because today in New York, it's 24 degrees. Wow. It actually might be colder with the wind chill. Whereas here in South Florida, it's, it's like 78. It's 70, it's 81 degrees right now with the humidity, it's 85. Oh my God. So you're talking almost a 60 degree difference. Yeah. Um, but 
the day before Thanksgiving is no longer my favorite day because it's just so oh. warm here. Doesn't even feel today feels like a Sunday as opposed to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Except we're doing you are doing more baking. Yeah. And everything. Um. And like later today we're gonna go to yeah. your mother's house and everything. Um. But the holidays. And I wonder other people who live in other climates besides the cold northeast or the rest of America besides South Florida. Um how different holidays are because again I, I always tell you like my my entire life the colder it gets the deeper into the holidays you get mm-hmm. whereas here we just get like a 10 degree drop which is amazing well even know? this morning you know we had coffee and breakfast and stuff on the patio right. and then maybe an hour hour and a half into it with the oven on because i was cooking it got too hot like yeah. we had to come yeah. in it was like oh my god this is yeah. you know it's too hot out but um yeah holidays are always a little funny down here it's real yeah and i i've I've adjusted to it. It definitely sucks the holiday out of it. Like there's like a different layer of holiday mm-hmm. added with the cold and you just don't get it. Here, yeah. You know, um, but there was one more other thing I added and I forgive me, but someone on Reddit commented yesterday. So that would be the 21st um, fans of us from London. So cool. So our friends across the pond. I just like to say that. Very cool. <laughs> you do say it a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, we can get back into the episode. Um, so we learn that LaGuerta learns that Ellen Wolf is not answering her calls. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, I think this episode, great use of Harry, which is Dexter. You know, he's just kind of like, you know, like like Dexter says, like, you taught me how to be paranoid. You mm-hmm. taught me to be paranoid. And Harry's just there along the way, like... You know, this is yeah. He didn't get home till late last night, and Ellen Wolf is now missing. You know, you know, but like again, it's like Dexter's psychosis or whatever talking to him. Um, when Dexter calls Miguel, and it's just like a funny cell phone trope. Yeah. When you answer the phone, you lower the music. Of course. <laughs> and it's the Miguel's like sick. full party mode. <laughs> and it's just like. Yeah. The music wouldn't be the music and the voice wouldn't be coming through, and I know what they're trying to do as a show. They're just trying to show Miguel is you know super happy, yeah. in his own. <laughs> um, and you know, you just, yeah, yeah, like you said, super in the zone. Uh, um, but like, kind of at the same time, Miguel is like super relaxed. Dexter's like paranoia. Yeah, we had like a graph is just going up and up about Ellen Wolf now missing. Um. You know, and he just like it's like the one of the rare times Dexter asks, "How do I? How can I say this?" Um, so we know, like, when our dog goes into the other room, he's up know, to no good, exactly. And it's just kind of like the way Dexter asks Laguerta, like, "Hey, is Ellen Wolf have a stomach bug?" Because I feel like I that's going around the station. Yeah, like again, no one suspects Dexter about anything. They think he's this super nerdy, whatever. But like. You know, the fact Ellen Wolf, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the fact she goes missing or she finds up, turns up dead the next day, you'll just kind of be like, wait a second, Dexter? And again, it's totally under the radar and I know I'm reaching. Yeah. No, I, I kind of thought that too, though. I'm not going to lie. I thought that it was weird that Dexter went and asked about Ellen Wolf because why would, De- like, when do Dexter and Ellen Wolf's worlds even collide? Sure. You know, like, obviously he may know her or know of her, whatever, but why would, you know? Well, if you remember, they were in that room together, the four of them. Yeah, no, I like, know. It's no, like. No, no. What, what I wanted to add to that is, so Dexter goes to her house. Uh-huh. Rings the doorbell. Mm-hmm. What was Dexter's plan if she was there? <laughs> like, I don't you know? know. But like, I think what that, the hell would he have? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm sorry about you know. Maybe deep down he knows that she wasn't there, or he could have just said like, oh, well, he was going there to find out. Yeah. Right. Like, like, because like he even says like, sure, she could have gotten to an accident, could have gotten a cab, like you know, and could just everything, or she could be comatose in mm-hmm. bed, you know. Um, but just sort of like, and the thing, you know. The whole point is not to think what was Dexter going to do, just the fact that he was kind of right about it. Um, and it's kind of like the reveal here where Dexter's like, there's no way Miguel did this. He doesn't know how to properly dispose. Oh, yeah. shit, you know. I love how he was like talking out loud to himself. Right. Of like kind of like rationalizing. And it's like we all do this, obviously, about different things. But it's like we all can do this, you know, rationalize. And like, no, no, that can't be it. Or I can't, you know, whatever. I just thought that was kind of funny. 
Yeah, the way you rationalize, not you, but the way you rationalize stuff with yourself sometimes, it's just kind of like this. Like, no, nah, no, nah, he wouldn't do that. No, I know. And that's kind of where, like, how we talk about in this season, how it's like the most realistic or the most right, that we right. can, you know, that it is, you know, that, that that is how people rationalize things, but obviously not rationalizing right. murders, you know? Um. So, I mean, it's sort of like teaser and, and fodder for later, sort of. But Miguel shows up to an open house with Rita. Mm-hmm. Is this the scene where he says, like, you saved... This is where he says to... Yeah. Rita? Okay. Because I, I, when I was watching it, I was trying to remember it. And I, I, I must have spaced yeah. out for a moment. Did you think Miguel was going to do anything to Rita? Um, I definitely... I got a little worried. Yeah. Like, at first, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I think he, like, takes her hand. Well, they hold on. They set the stage... Sill isn't going to show up. I yeah. showed up for her and like no one's here. No one's going to show up yet. So the, I just remember watching it being like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, I definitely got a little unsettled with it. But then yeah. I like kind of quickly thought to myself, like, while Ellen Wolf was, you know, quote unquote, innocent, yeah. he didn't like her. Like, right. he has no problem with Rita. So like, it's not like he's going to go on this like killing rampage. I right, don't right. think, you know, so I definitely got a little unsettled about it. But I kind of quickly also snapped out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The show wouldn't go that crazy, so to say, but there, and I don't think they the show even meant it. I think it was kind of like a happy coincidence that like, oh shit, something could happen here, but it's like just total, you know, whatever. Right. We've been bashing this episode so far. Just, we were just like so many things. Maybe my biggest plot hole. Maybe I could do this more so because I am a funeral director and and I do show up to cemeteries. Whatever. There is no way in God's green earth a man can show up to a cemetery and just walk around with a shovel, checking the already dug graves. Yeah, that's not the cemetery crew is like depending on the size of the cemetery. And this is Hollywood Cemetery out in Los Angeles. You know. Um, but that would never happen because you see, there's even the scene there. I didn't even catch this. The other like, um, the other cemetery crew is like mm-hmm. in their golf cart, which that part's true. Golf yeah. carts are like cemetery's best friend. But he's dressed up in the cemetery garb. It would be like if there was a hairdresser at your job, right? Okay, <laughs> it would just be like, wait a second, you know? Yeah. Anyway, again, that's not the the idea of of this episode um but dexter's checking graves and you know miguel did exactly what dexter was being paranoid about kind of find out that he again you know how much work that is right uh, i'm surprised miguel only got home at 7 a.m yeah and not to be so tired my shoulder hurts just from thinking about all that all right we gotta follow the code no no i'm talking about miguel yeah miguel having done all of that you know um thoughts well i i guess i guess you don't have much thoughts once it's confirmed no i mean i definitely it's still shocking to kind of see her there you know and i guess it's a good confirmation but i i was pretty strongly i my opinion was definitely that he killed her and the idea because even the way this episode is like i don't have to fake this feeling you know it could go on and on about Dexter doesn't have feelings and and all this. He literally says, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's so... And you could see how much he's affected yeah. that he led to Ellen Wolf's death. Right. Like kind of taking responsibility. Right. And he should because, I mean, it you know, yeah. it, is, it is on him because he kind of taught the way. Um, but Dexter's almost like a fully formed... It's funny to say this about him, but clearly has feelings you know right, what i mean yeah. like he's and he wouldn't really care about whatever um harry's whistling that same song the same song do you know what song that is no so i had to do some internet research about it and if anyone has more on it please let me know but apparently it's this camp camp town or camp down races um and it was featured in these stepfather horror movies. The serial killer would sing it, would whistle it before he kills someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the song like na 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 do da yeah. Do-da. Oh, is that Foghorn Leghorn who sings that? No clue. I think it is. Do you know who Foghorn Leghorn is? No. From um from WB, the big white rooster. Oh. Yeah. Foghorn Leghorn. I guess I don't know though. Yeah, <laughs> I really up here. Anyway, because that's that's I guess I guess it's like a nod to that. Okay. Um, 
I always thought this was Whistle While You Work, but that's Snow White. Yeah. Favorite Disney and Seven movie. Dwarves. Ooh, Aladdin. Really? Aladdin or uh, Beauty and the Beast? I've been wanting to watch the fog, um, what's it called? The Beauty and the Beast remake. Ooh, well, let's with, do it. Uh, Emma, Emma Watson. Put it on the, uh, put put it on on the pole? The, yeah, put it on the pole. <laughs> That's Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. Wait, what's your favorite Disney movie? Uh, I, as a kid growing up, me and my sister had like bunk beds. Yeah. For, I didn't know that. No? Yeah. Up until she was five. That's so for cute. five years. Well, up, up, she had a crib, you know, yeah. she had a crib across the room. I had my bed and then we got bunk beds. We watched Snow White a million times. Um, and I'd always fall asleep at the same point when she'd get lost in the woods or whatever. Um, is that my favorite? I don't know. I think the first time they released Snow White on Blu-ray, I got it on Blu-ray. I uh, got it Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, I, I probably have a, a more favorite Disney movie. Yeah. Favorite-er, whatever the word is. Um uh, this is where I wanted to start talking about the idea of like Dexter. Miguel used Dexter, but let's use it for the very end. Okay. Dexter and Miguel meet up for lunch. Uh, and we both were laughing here because he was like, hey, that's Skinner. We could let him loose. And uh, yeah. And the way we use little... utensil. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like. <laughs> also, their food looks so good, whatever they're eating. I think, um, I think I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, I think Dexter's just having a burger, no? Dexter, they don't even show, but Miguel, I don't know what he's eating. Looks good though. Looks like chicken and rice. Um, Conyo. <laughs> so Miguel spent the entire season trying to gain Dexter's trust. Right. And the minute, the moment, the hour almost that he gets it, he <laughs> abuses it and goes right. to Ellen Wolf. Um, you know, to the same idea of you talking about this drunk plan. These guys are in public. I know. About, and th- the other tables aren't that far away. And he's stabbing his plate. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we kind of see here. They have, you know, it, it's Miguel. Can we agree? Miguel started. I don't want to say using yet, but like started to try to learn how to kill so he could kill Ellen Wolf. Yeah. He had this in motion. Yeah. Even when he brought yeah. it up to Ellen yeah. Wolf. Um, and now Dexter's just kind of like hey what the hell yeah. like you know and that's where he says like we have a different definition of the the word guilty and all, guilty and all that um thoughts on this before what the scene kind of ends up revealing sure so it's kind of like what you said like the minute miguel got dexter's trust and dexter taught him he's kind of now going against the code against everything that dexter taught him and it was like you know um uh Miguel says <clears throat> something that we can disagree and you know do different you know go our separate ways on on different projects if we don't agree and Dexter was like no like there's no more individual projects like we it's either we do it together we agree on it together or nothing at all you know and i feel like i don't know like yeah it's like if you it, you know if you taught someone a trait or something and you taught them the way that you did it the right way or not not even that not even that it was the way that you did it but it was the way that it like should be done and then someone's just like doing their own thing and running with it like that could be like very frustrating you know and it's just like Miguel's only one kill in with Dexter you know obviously he's done it Ellen Wolf but he's only one kill in and like already making up his own rules his own terms and telling Dexter like well, if you don't agree with it, then we'll just, you know, we'll just go separately then. Like, no, like that's not like, like Dexter is kind of like should be the lead here. And Miguel's just like, listen, if you don't like what I'm doing, then go your own way. But I'm still doing it my way. You know, it's crazy to think that he takes this turn when he spent the entire season. You know, I, I, I we posted a meme yesterday where it's like Dexter you're my best friend and the whole season he's like you're my best friend Dexter you're yeah. the only one who understands me I'm the only you know and I know your trust isn't that hard and you know we kind of see it, it takes kind of like another character pointing out how much Dexter deflects and doesn't open up and doesn't trust and everything um and you know the the how quickly Miguel just goes against all of that yeah I'm surprised Dexter isn't quicker to the point of like you just used like you just all you did was take what I taught you. I, I guess he does do it quicker, but just to be like, no, yeah, like, this has to stop yeah. here, you know. Um, 
But like, I like how the scene ends where now Miguel thinks he's just like impenetrable, sure, untouchable. Yeah. And this is Dexter like, okay, I'm going to show you how untouchable you are. Yeah. Um, Dexter goes back to the cemetery to reveal. So I, I guess he dug up her enough. Yeah. That's almost the riskiest thing he's ever done. Because <laughs> he was like, you know, wait, wait, you don't work here. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, no? I guess. I mean, he had, he like dug her up. Or yeah, he, but that was the second time now. Right. I mean, and just the idea, too, that he had to like clean up evidence. Because he says he's like, the idea is not Miguel getting caught. Yeah. It's just to show he's touchable. When they were showing this scene, I was wondering if Miguel was going to catch on so fast that Dexter kind of did this to set him up. Are you talking about this scene right here? No, oh, the okay. scene in the cemetery. Oh, okay. Um, that, I, that I was wondering, um, you know, I was like, I wonder if Miguel is going to catch on that like Dexter did this, but clearly in that same scene, they don't even, they don't even break scene in that same scene. Like Miguel goes up to him and says like, were you just proving a point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I thought that was kind of cool that that wasn't like dragged out, that that wasn't like, you know, cat and mouse kind of game. Like Miguel knew what Dexter was doing too, you know? This is where that cat and mouse starts where Miguel's like, okay, yeah. you could see he's almost like. You're a, you're a you're a smart man to follow, but he's saying it like very sarcastically, yeah. aggressively. Yeah. The scene, where, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, the scene where I was talking about where I feel like they like tie the shoe or they sh- they pull the laces is this scene where it's like he goes back to the station, Miguel's there, and Batista's like, you know, Dexter, grab your kit, we got blood, and it's like, oh my god, is it Anton? It's like, nope, woman at the cemetery, mm-hmm. and Miguel is just kind of like, oh, I. Dex, so we've talked about like Dexter's trained, you know, to just be like stone cold when it comes to the people he kills and he's yeah. not connected. Could you imagine though, Miguel's not trained in this stuff. He's the ADA, right? And he's in the station and they say, we found a woman at the cemetery. Just the idea of like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Which is like how, how nervous. How like, to keep your cool. How the hell would you keep yeah. your cool? That's crazy, yeah. you know? We're not talking about like a traffic ticket or whatever. Murder, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, like, if Miguel has a hunch that Dexter did this to set him up, he doesn't know if Dexter did this to set him up and leave his prints behind. Right. Like, he doesn't know if they're going to find something. So it's like, yeah, like, how does he just keep it, you know? Yeah. Um, so Dexter, as a television show, is at its best when the cat and mouse game happens mm-hmm. but also like the the killer the villain the whatever is a step ahead of dexter mm-hmm. you know dexter is usually in control but if you think about how like season one ended i don't when i think about the seasons one and two so far um and even the way this episode ends the be- the, the highlights for me is like when when the ice truck killer was ahead of De- like captured deb yeah before dexter sure. you know Last season when Doke shows up, you know, when someone's ahead of Dexter, this show is great. Um, so I, I think this sort of kicks off that cat and mouse game like you're, you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the episode, I want to bring this up because the episode turns tonight, you know, because this is where like after this is where Miguel shows up and... You know, we learned the camera has been on the foot from Batista. <laughs> and Miguel goes in to discuss this plea, do- plea deal, you know, and we we find out he lets him loose. Um, this whole episode from the start of when they got to Anton's and this where Dexter goes to the cemetery, it's all one day. Yeah. Which is the craziest day in the life. I think we spoke about this last season. I think you talk about this every episode. But it's crazy. Like, you know, I'm tired. It's one o'clock and I'm tired. And all we did today was nothing cook you cooked um oh so i already have this we did this in the early episode um wait are we not going to talk about go while ahead. they're at the cemetery and miguel says the same stuff to dexter go ahead go ahead well i just think that that's like creepier than almost anything else like i feel like that's almost more dangerous of him kind of just saying the same thing to Rita that he said to Dexter with you know you're you're a wise person you're gonna change you're gonna save my life um you know that's almost more dangerous the 
the straight lying and all of that and conniving and you know whatever than even like the act of killing almost do you think miguel said that same exact words to dexter on purpose knowing he was gonna go home and talk to rita no just kind of like like this has got me out of this so this is i think that's like his like bait yeah like i i don't i don't think that he had any inkling that dexter was gonna hear that from rita um but no i just think that that's like you know it's just showing that like miguel's kind of got some loose screws up there too and like he seems like a bit crazy (laughs) yeah you know when they're at the cemetery do you think that was a weird what's the word i want to say it kind of goes back that scene goes back to me of like the first couple episodes of this season when i couldn't tell if they liked each other or not it was again now yeah now it's like they're, you know, best of friends. They're this, they're that. They're justice together. But there was so much tension, so much sarcasm that it makes me really just feel like, are they even friends anymore? Like that particular scene, you know? Um, and, and Which scene? The cemetery? Yeah, okay. when Miguel and Dexter okay. are talking. And Miguel even says, like, you know, we don't want anyone to get an idea of killing lawyers. And it's like, right. I feel like that's directly meant to Dexter. Yes, um... I always was uncomfortable with the way they play the scene. And when I say that, in most scenes, I could kind of... The one character is playing this way, the other character is playing this way. I, I, I never could really grasp the way Miguel was feeling. Was he like sarcastically being like, I got your point. Yes. Oh, that, so that, that's how... Yeah. Like, I got your point loud and clear. Yeah. And also kind of like, but is he check sarcast- yourself too. But is he sarcastically saying that? Like, yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. And kind of just like, like watch yourself also. Miguel to Dexter. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess that's how I took it. I just, I never verbalized it or like put yeah. it that much together. Cause he's very like aggressive. Yeah. The way he says it. Yeah. Um, and that's why it like brings me back to earlier episodes when it's like, do they even like each other? Like what's right. going on? You know, like. So this sort of prompts Dexter, right? Like to your point of how aggressive check yourself is where he's just like. I mean, again, he says it right. Like we say it when he's um, when they're sitting at that lunch, where he's just like, "I gave you my shirt mm-hmm. to link." Like you know, like that's how I wish I could give you another one. So that sort of prompts Dexter to go. Yeah, that definitely reminded it. me about the shirt. So I knew something was going to happen about the shirt because I was like, "Why did he like?" Not that it, not that it was random, but I was like, "That's kind of like odd that he brought that up now." So I knew that like something was going to have to happen with the shirt. I guess Miguel, it's the only, it's the only thing he has to Dexter to show, like, sure. hey, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not against you. you yeah, know? but it's almost one of those things too, and we might have talked about this already, of like going so far to earn someone's trust and to tell someone, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Look what I've done because I'm with you. That it's almost like that makes you start doubting them. Yeah. It, as silly as that sounds, like it sounds silly of me to say, but it's almost just like, no, I would never, I could never, I, you know, look what I've done. Like, look at, you know, you could have any, like whatever, you know, just going like above and beyond, but to the point where it's like, what, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. You know, like, so like if, if I could, if I could have paused the show as Dexter, like the episode sort of ends, right? We got this like, Miguel and LaGuardia deal and then we got Dexter testing this shirt yeah when Dexter's testing the shirt like thoughts right here what you think is going to happen or should we just go into like what so I thought and I said it out loud but I thought that um it was going to be like Dexter's blood or something like linking the shirt to Dexter versus linking it to Miguel so that like and just kind of thinking of like Miguel having that one step ahead of him um, that like if anything did come like arise, that Miguel could use that shirt against Dexter instead of Dexter using it against Miguel. That was my first thought. Right. Um, so like he goes to test his shirt and then it switches to Miguel sort of consoling LaGuardia here. Yeah. Um, and Miguel just looks odd during it. Right. Um, he may look odd. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's like, it also might just be that we feel odd. Like, I, I, I feel like... I think it's both. I think it's 75-25. I think we feel odd knowing what just happened. Yeah. And I think it's 25% like, 
like you've been saying all season, what is he up to? Yeah. Because he, he, de- he doesn't, he's being trying to be consoling, but he's definitely not truthful. Well, and also he's consoling her about something he did that <laughs> right. she doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I almost, Uneasy, I, guess, I almost way. feel like I felt uneasy more so because of that, because of knowing that, you know, he is the one that killed her. Right. You know? So we get the reveal. Dexter finds out that this was pig's blood. Cow blood, I thought he said. Oh, I thought it was pig, but sure. One or the other, bovine. Um, so it raises to me a whole bunch of other questions. From the start, and this is what I guess what I was talking to when I was talking last episode. And So Miguel has been using Dexter from that time? I guess. That's just a long con. And you know what's so funny that now that we're talking about it out loud, too? is he gave Dexter that shirt, which Dexter didn't ask for it. He gave Dexter that shirt for trust and it was a blatant lie. Right. Like, isn't that just like ironic? Like, I'm going to go yeah. out of my way to give you this shirt so you can <laughs> yeah. know you can trust me. That's how that's how much I want you to trust me. And the shirt was a lie the whole time from day one. And you know... You like, know- that stuff, in my opinion, is like scarier and more dangerous than even the killing of just like how calculated you know but that's what i mean he never felt that calculated though like you were always wondering what miguel is up to but he never i guess the reveal is a little clumsy to me because it's kind of like wait a second at the time he was all oscar my brother amano you killed you saved my brother you killed freebo for me and he was so calculated at that time it's like you said he's going to show up to him and be like and he bought pig's blood or cow's blood well, because it's been steak. Well, yeah, it was steak, and yeah. he put it on there. Um, to put it on there to give to him to start learning how to kill. I mean, I'm with you. It's not that I'm not, but um, but and that's why I said in the beginning of the episode, like, did he know that he's the Bay Harbor Butcher this whole time? Right. But I don't think so. I don't know. Um, but. You know, and we've said it a bunch that they've only known each other for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever. And they're like the best of friends. You know, Miguel's inviting her for dinner. Uncle Miguel, you know, like like he just welcomes him into his family immediately. That it's almost like that's while it's nice and it's nice to see it's nice for Dexter and Rita. That's not normal. And maybe that just goes into like him being calculated and like it may not look calculated to us or it may not be like your typical whatever, but it's like, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. You know what I mean? It might be that that might've been, you know, part of it too. I just kind of think like when you just start thinking like, where was Miguel's seasons one and two, right? Um, like, what did it have taken to meet Dexter to finally get this stuff into your own hands? Um, I don't, I don't know. It, I'm gonna follow the code, yeah. even though it sounds like I'm not. It's just a, it's a cool reveal. It's like a yeah. fun reveal. Yeah, it's like, definitely. Oh shit! And you know, like we find, like Dexter got got, like you know, yeah, like the freak Big out, time. the freak out. Yeah, I looked at your face the entire time, and you, you were just as shocked as yeah. Dexter was. Um, and you definitely thought it was real. Yeah, I I thought it was real, but then in my head, because again, like having to analyze it and watching for pleasure are kind of two separate things. It doesn't, Absolutely, it doesn't seem like it should be, but it is. Oh, hundred percent. Listen to me this entire episode. No, I know. So <laughs> while I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this is going on, you know, and he throws the stool through the window, and he breaks the glass, and he's you know going nuts. Um, yeah um and i'm like oh my god this is crazy i can't believe this is happening but then like in my head i'm kind of two steps ahead of like how does he justify this what does he say happened that made him so mad so like i definitely thought it was real but i'm like what is he gonna say that justified this you know like that justified his freak out processing instead of like enjoying yeah exactly um as you may know uh that miguel is where we get um, yeah. The, the uh, in our episode intro, um, I think it's like when I first started the podcast, and I th- remember like we came up with, oh shit, we're gonna use Michael C. Hall's voice, and I was like, I know exactly where we're gonna go to. Um, yeah. To to Miguel. Um, so, and you know, the kind of episode ends like Dexter's like, I know I have to no longer like. It's kind of like him announcing like now it's time for me no lo- no longer fake everything with this. Um, which sort of brings us to the end of our episode. Um, final, final primer thoughts. 
touch-ups. Um, predictions? Is this where predictions would be? Give me a prediction. So I guess I'm predicting that Dexter has to kill Miguel. Has to kill, even though it doesn't fit his... Oh, fits his code. Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. I, yeah, I was going to say it like, yeah. doesn't fit the code, but no, he fits exactly the code. Um, And he's going to kill again, which was like a new part of the code. Um, I think that he has to kill Miguel, and I'm wondering if he pins it because uh, then then it's like you start thinking about Syl and Rita and like all these now factors that know Miguel so I feel like he has to die but die kind of in like not the best light so I'm wondering if he's gonna like hook him to Freebo's death in some way or hook him to maybe an affair like kill him in some sort of right. way that would show he was having an affair um or even just like even like depression that like about like what's going on with his two brothers, you know. Yeah. Um. But like I feel like there it has to you know he has to he has to die, and it has to be or it doesn't have to be, but I I think it might be in like some sort of like unfavorable light, sure. so that like people could kind of get over it a little bit faster than like just being like this great Miguel. Yeah. You know. To your prediction, I would say if you remember how Oscar died and how big of a case that was, imagine when Miguel. Yeah, if and for when sure. Miguel dies, for sure. you know. Um interesting. Interestante. Uh that brings us to the end of our episode. Our we are three episodes left in season three. And then we start season four, which I'm very excited for. Uh if you ain't got nothing, it's time for me to go um mess up my little lab area. And just freak the fuck out. There you go. <laughs> I got nothing. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.